welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 167. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of and please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. Before we jump into today's episode, I just wanted to highlight my free weekly newsletter. You can actually follow the link in the show notes here, or you can simply visit themotivatedmindpodcast.com to sign up. It's completely free. It's yet another way I'm looking to add more value to each of your lives. For those of you that have signed up, thank you so much. It means the world. Be sure to check it out. I want to take another moment before I dive into today's episode to thank everyone that tagged me, DM'd me about this podcast landing in their wrapped on Spotify. You are all amazing. I'm so humbled and grateful that each of you even listened to one episode or even a few minutes of a single episode. Sincerely, thank you. Some people spend their entire lives wondering how to be successful in life, but never figure it out. Everyone wants personal success. Everyone wants to be happy, healthy, to engage in meaningful work. Everyone wants to be significant, to have a positive impact. Everyone wants to take full advantage of their lives. Success is never quick nor easy, but it certainly is attainable with the right framework. So what are some ways that we can create a life that we want. What does this guide to personal success look like? Number one, create your journey map. This map breaks down into four different sections. Our purpose and commitment, being measurable and specific, being realistic and prioritizing, and challenging ourselves. So let's talk about the purpose and commitment piece of our journey map. We need to be attached and focused on our goals. If not, we are going to struggle to move forward because it doesn't come from a place of importance or meaning, a lack of purpose. This is just a simple rule of thumb in life in general with accomplishing anything. When we set goals for ourselves, it's important that they motivate us. This means making sure that they are important to us, not our friends, not our family, not our colleagues. What's truly a priority to us and what will bring happiness and fulfillment to us. We decide what those things are. We understand the value in achieving that goal. See, if we have little to no interest in the goal or the outcome of achieving that goal, then chances are that we're going to put off that goal and the chances of achieving it will be slim to none. The idea is to create a sense of urgency behind goals because we understand the larger implications it has on our life, our success. So how how can we accomplish this? 
ask yourself these two questions when setting any goal. What is of high importance to me? And what is of high importance to my life? The purpose behind these two very questions is to ensure that we don't set too many goals or goals that lack higher purpose and impact. And here's a little trick with this. When you write down your goal, whatever you initially think is a good goal, follow that goal by defining why it's valuable and important to you. Another way to think about this, if you were to share your goal with, say, a friend, a family member, your significant other, what would you tell them to convince them that your goal is worthwhile? Next, being measurable and specific, goals should be measurable, meaning we should be able to recognize that the, that goal was achieved. It should be clear. We eliminate anything that may be vague. Here's an example. Let's say that you're a content creator. Maybe you have a YouTube channel or you're an influencer and you leverage social media for your personal brand. Let's say that your intention for 2022 is to create even more content than you created last year. If you simply write the goal as create more content for 2022, it leaves room for gray area. How do you recognize that you accomplished this goal? Maybe you created 40 pieces of content this year. That technically means that if you created 41 pieces of content next year, you've achieved that goal because you've created one more piece of content compared to last year. But if you think about this as a more measurable goal, it might turn into something such as create at least one piece of content daily. That is measurable. It's clear. And you now can set a framework to accomplish that goal. You can set a schedule weekly with what you're thinking for content a week in advance and how to achieve it. You can also identify if you've achieved that goal by delivering the content daily. This is the power in creating specific and measurable goals. We can create a plan to achieve those goals. We understand what specifically needs to be done to achieve that goal. This, in my opinion, is one of the biggest reasons people miss their goals. Being vague. It's way more challenging to find motivation. When, when we could see it, visualize the steps to achieve it, the goal becomes reachable, attainable. The point of setting goals is to create a form of measurement. Having a clear goal allows us to understand our objective, which makes it easier to accomplish it. Next, being realistic and prioritizing. If we're so focused on a crazy, super distant goal, we're going to put ourselves in a very difficult position. In the same sense, we need to resist the urge to set goals that are too easy. The purpose is to push ourselves. Remember, one of the main points of setting goals is to set yourself up for success. The only way to grow is to push our limits each day. I look at this like stretching. I used to stretch all the time when I was playing football back in high school. I was super flexible. And this was due to daily 
stretching. Well, the next 10 years after graduating high school, I didn't stretch. To get back to that level of flexibility, I had to make it a point to stretch daily, which I did over the next two to three years. But this happened inch by inch. That slow progress led me back to that flexibility I had back in high school and even more. That is the power of pushing ourselves inch by inch daily. This is where micro and macro goals come into play. The micro goals lead us to our macro goals. Another little tip, make sure that it's possible to achieve the goal that you set for yourself. If you set a goal that you have no hope of achieving, you will only demoralize yourself and this will erode your confidence. The key to this is being honest with ourselves. I like to say, be a realistic optimist. We only have 24 hours in a day, 168 hours a week. This means that we should be taking advantage of those 24 hours and becoming as efficient as possible. This comes down to laying out our journey map, highlighting how will we achieve our goals and how will we be spending our time in general. One last tip. It's crucial to set deadlines for ourselves. This will assist in pushing you to accomplish them. It also keeps us honest. Almost a sense of guilt will arise if you miss those targets. And that doesn't mean that you'll judge yourself, but you'll push yourself to do better. If we don't set deadlines on our goals, we end up reacting. That knee-jerk reaction will occur. You'll start to do small things that make you feel accomplished at that moment, but it's momentary. This creates a hamster wheel of doing shit that is simply filler, which tends to lead down a path of burnout. Lastly, to achieve growth, we need to venture down those new paths, expanding our map. We need to make ourselves uncomfortable. And I'll continue to say this, the only way that we become comfortable is to be really unfucking comfortable. The reason we feel a sense of uncertainty, or we get butterflies, or we doubt our ability to achieve anything, is mostly because we fear what we don't know. We have zero reference points. And because we lack those reference points, we fabricate them in our head. We create a hypothesis based on not facts, but assumptions. And it's easy after sitting with those assumptions and building on top of them to see why that initial bit of light that we created starts to fade and fade and fade. But if we go out and we take those leaps, as opposed to wasting the time merely speculating, we end up surprising ourselves. We start to learn more about ourselves. We start to recognize strengths that were hidden behind curtains because we didn't expose that part of ourselves before. Each one of us has a superpower. Each one of us. We just need to dig deep to find it within ourselves. It's fascinating that we've created superheroes in movies, in, in comics, in books. The irony is that we each have some type of power. Now, I'm certainly not saying that you can fly or bend iron. 
but you have something unique, something that you're incredibly good at. But the only way to unlock that, to discover that, is to expose it. And the way you get to that discovery is by challenging yourself and pushing what you think is the limit of your capabilities. And this segues perfectly into my next point, number two, accept today's challenge. Acceptance is the way that we build our highway to happiness. Each day, we are faced with a new set of challenges. Dissecting the controllable and uncontrollable components allows us to continue our forward momentum. Another way that we can think about this is surrendering to the moments, surrendering to challenges. And here's what I mean by surrendering. We need to understand what it is telling us. Surrendering doesn't mean endorsing or even tolerating what is happening. It just means accepting reality, accepting what is happening and dissecting it, doing a deep dive. Just like most run away from fear and bury emotions rather than trying to understand what it is telling them, most tend to push back when they feel stuck or faced with a large uphill challenge. And this is a natural reaction. Here's a little background where I struggled with this. When I first started working at the age of 14, I was doing these physical jobs, labor-intensive jobs, doing construction and, and landscaping, fairly common jobs for someone that's young. Well, as I grew older, I migrated away from those physical jobs and got into entrepreneurship and sales. And over the next nine to 10 years of my life, I worked my way up the ladder. I started my, my first company. I joined a startup. I found myself in a place of leadership, having teams and employees that I led, that I coached. And many, many times through my journey as being a leader, I struggled. I struggled with this idea of physical push rather than mental pull. And it dawned on me one day as to why I went to this place of push rather than a place of step back and evaluate. Through earlier jobs, I had built this habit of playing in the weeds rather than thinking and acting like a leader. Because I had honestly never been in that position before. And when that moment hit, where I was struggling, as if something was missing, I simply surrendered. And that didn't mean that I gave up. I decided to allow that moment to happen. I accepted it. I stepped back and asked, what was it showing me? What was this moment telling me? I started building habits that would allow me to gain elevation and perspective in my life and in my career and in my business. This was a defining moment for my career and as a leader. Being a true leader to my employees and to my teams means the most to me. I put this at the top of my priority list every day. Had I pushed back in that moment of being stuck and allowed it to swallow me, I would have reacted with a physical push rather than accepting it, rather than ingesting it and applying a mental pull. Sometimes we rather push as hard as possible through something that we forget to ask ourselves why the moment of friction is happening in the first place. What is it teaching me? What lessons can I take away from it? Most importantly, 
How can I leverage this moment? These moments of friction create heat and they mold us into something truly incredible. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Number three, accept ups and downs. Similar to my last point, life will never be smooth. We sometimes have this idea that there is a finish line to life, that there will be a day where we reach all that we want and we can just kick back and relax. And along that journey to this imaginary finish line, we get frustrated when things go south, when we start to experience turbulence, and when we get upset with this turbulence because it's inconvenient and disruptive, almost as if a child is trying to interrupt a conversation you're having with another adult, in those moments of disruption, we are so annoyed with it that we fail to sit and understand the lessons it brings along with it. See, when we have our eyes on that imaginary finish line, two things are happening. One, we think there's a means to an end which would shatter the need for being in the first place and ultimately leads to less happiness and excitement and enjoyment in life. There is no finish line. Our purpose allows us to find reason to be, to live. That goes beyond hitting a singular objection or goal or task. This keeps the fuel pumping. Second, rushing. When we hit these bumps... We apply this thinking that, oh, this is inconvenient, why now, why me, why is this happening to me? And when we do this, we start to paint this idea that we have no control, zero control. And our focus begins to shift on that rather than the lessons attached to that specific thing, that event. When we sit to think about these bumps more and ask ourselves the right questions, we can take value away from them. And when this happens, we start to welcome them with open arms. We start to leverage these moments and life suddenly becomes more enjoyable. Number four, focus on the now. The amount of time that is spent around theoretical situations drags us away from living in the moment. It drags us away from being present 
actually enjoying today because we are so paranoid and fearful of what might happen tomorrow. And that overthinking usually leads to negativity. Fearful about failure. Fearful about making mistakes. Imagine how limiting that is. Here's a visual to attach to this. Imagine you had two large mason jars. One labeled action and the other labeled overthinking. Each time you took action, whether upon something you said you were going to do, a micro or macro goal, a goal or objective for the week, you would fill that jar with a tablespoon of sand. And the other jar, labeled overthinking, for any time you did exactly that. Overthinking how something could go wrong, how someone might react to your idea, worrying about failing, you would fill that jar with a tablespoon of sand. Which jar would have more sand in it? I bet a majority of people would say the overthinking jar would be overflowing and sand would be spilling all over the damn counter. Focusing on the moment allows us to understand that all of the worrying, every little scenario we are concocting in our head, that most of them, I'd go as far as to say 99.99% of them, are insignificant. Imagine if you were able to practice removing this. And that means daily because this is not something that happens overnight. If you started to focus on the now, being grateful for today, not being excited about Friday and pissing away the week, how you feel today, why you feel that way, what could you do to change direction if you are unhappy with your path? Imagine the power and time you would get back. Imagine the possibilities. All of that is possible. Building our thinking around hypotheticals clouds our ability to understand how we are feeling today and what we need today. It pulls us away from being present. It blocks us from being calculated with our approach to hit our goals. When we understand the impact of overthinking and the damage that it creates, we can start to build frameworks to step outside of that world. And when this happens, we step into a whole new planet, one that allows us to enjoy today, one that allows us to remove barriers, one that allows us to take action, one that allows us to remove fear. This means that we can start excavation on our new kingdom, one where we run the village and get to make decisions that are in the best interest of our happiness and our success. So to recap, number one, create your journey map. This allows us to clearly map out a path for our intended success, broken down into four different pillars, our purpose and commitment, being measurable and specific, being realistic and prioritizing, and challenging ourselves. These four pillars allow us to define our goals that will lead to the largest return. Number two Accept today's challenge. Acceptance is the way that we build our highway to happiness. Surrender to those moments. Surrendering doesn't mean endorsing or even tolerating what is happening. It just means accepting reality. These moments of friction create heat and they mold us into something incredible. 
Number three, accept ups and downs. Remove the idea that turbulence is inconvenient and disruptive. Life will never be smooth. When we start saying things like, oh, this is inconvenient. Why now? Why me? We start to paint this idea that we have zero control. But when we ask ourselves the right questions, we start finding and seeing better answers. And when this happens, we start to welcome those ups and downs and life suddenly becomes more enjoyable. And number four, focus on the now. Spend less time focusing on theoretical situations. This only drags us away from living in the moment, being present, and actually enjoying today because we are so paranoid and fearful of what might happen tomorrow. Create a world where you allow yourself to make decisions that are in the best interest of your happiness and your success. This week's shout out is by Pismo Steve, who wrote a review on Apple Podcasts. I have a dream of learning Swift and becoming an app developer. However, I have such a hard time staying motivated. I have a full-time job, married, and three boys. Finding time to buckle down is very hard. So I got on Apple Podcasts and found this awesome motivational podcast. Thanks, Pismo Steve. Thank you for writing a review. I appreciate you listening, my friend. For an opportunity to be next week's shout out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. You just might be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into a guide to personal success. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at The Motivated Mind Podcast. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. The Motivated Mind is a mindset production.